You are listening to a podcast from Victory Alabang. God is a God of compassion. Know more about this truth in week one of our series, Who Cares? From this message by Pastor Bernard Vivijay. We're starting this series called Who Cares? Say Who Cares? And this week we're going to be looking at He Cares. And next week we will land the series, we'll complete the series called We Care. But you know, let me just lay a foundation about the problem that we face in the world today. If I asked you, who needs to look after the poor, I wonder what your answer will be. You see, when we look at the body of Christ being the church, being you and I, the church is people, it's not a physical structure, the church is people, often in life, some people think that they dichotomize spirituality. Now, that's a huge word. Let me tell you what it means. Dichotomize means two. They separate. And so they say, well, the church needs to look after evangelism and discipleship. And uh, the good works, the helping of the poor, that is the job of the government, the local government, or NGOs. Now, how many of you know that that shouldn't happen in a church? Because God's called us to do both. Make disciples, evangelize, and help the poor. Do you agree with that? That's four of you. Hallelujah. All right. By the end of the service, everybody will agree. And it's the responsibility because we will look at the life of Jesus and what he said about it. But this is the problem and the challenge in the world today. Is that in a country like the Philippines, it's very easy to get desensitized to the problems you have. Because you have it on your doorstep all the time we can often get desensitized to it. And what happens is that people, all they do is they take their phone, Instagram, yes, this guy almost drowning and dying, and we take our photo or maybe a selfie and with the guy drowning, and we post it, and we see how many likes we get, we see how many shares we get, and at the end of the, the day, this person's drowned. And we are desensitized. We have no feeling because we don't care because we see it all the time. Coming from Australia and New Zealand, we don't see poverty like we see in the Philippines. Coming from South Africa, I'm South African, we see poverty. And so it's there. You see it every day. And this is a problem is that we all can become desensitized. And so when we hear of a situation or we see a situation, we don't care because we are desensitized to it. Another problem is we become insensitive. And a third one is it's invisible. So you can drive your car or drive in a jeepney and you drive past people who are struggling and battling in life and we do not even see them because we are updating our status in jeepney. Feeling my and meat. And so, and so we don't even see it because we are so focused on so many other things and we don't even know what is happening around us. 
And so I want us to go to the Bible. A good place to go is the Bible. How many of you know that? So we are church. We don't use the book of Maccabees or the Apocrypha. We use the Bible. Amen? It's life-changing. Turn to the person next to you and say, My Bible is life-changing. All right. And you know what? Let's look at the life of Jesus. Do you know, whatever Jesus did, we should do. And so let's have a look at what he did. Found in Matthew chapter 9 and verse 35. This is what it says. Jesus went through the towns and villages, teaching in their synagogues, preaching the good news of the kingdom, and healing every disease and sickness. Now, remember when I said to you the uh, dichotomized spirituality, the one side Teaching, preaching, evangelizing, discipleship. This is what Jesus did. So there's the one side, which is sobra galen. It's great. He's doing it. Isn't that amazing? But the verse doesn't stop there. It continues. When he saw, say saw. When he saw the crowds, he took selfies and moved on. Is that what your Bible tells you? He looked the other way and updated his status on Facebook. Just preached in synagogue. Hashtag, God is good all the time. Babuti angdi o salahat nang oras. Amen. Grabe. No, this is what it says. When he saw the crowds, he had compassion on them. You see, even though God, Jesus, saw crowds, he had compassion on them. Why? Because they were harassed and helpless. The word harassed means worn out, exhausted, and helpless, like sheep without a shepherd. What was Jesus saying here? I'm so glad you asked me the question. Because let me tell you what he was saying. I come from New Zealand where there are 42 million sheep. More sheep than people. We have 4 million people, 42 million sheep. Now, if you know sheep, when I think of sheep, I think of food, barbecue, lamb chops. See, now I'm making you hungry. Some of you are like, come on. Sheep need a shepherd because a shepherd knows where the grazing is. The shepherd will stop the sheep wandering, will protect them, Because sheep will just walk off a mountain and go straight into the sea. And so the shepherd protects. What Jesus was saying here, when he saw the multitude, he saw the harassed, the worn out, exhausted people, and the helpless. He said, these people are like sheep without a shepherd. The question is, who's going to shepherd the harassed and the helpless people? Who's going to look after them? Who's going to meet their needs? Who's going to help them in that situation? Jesus saw and had compassion. Are you with me? All right, I want to do a test with you. I know some of you have finished school, but I want to do a a test with you. Is that all right? I'm going to show you six slides. I want you to look at the screens. Don't look at me. I don't want you to blink. I want you to see. And when you see, 
I want you to be real with your feelings and what feeling comes to mind or comes to you. Are you ready? Please don't blink. You're going to miss it. Everybody, take a deep breath. Here we go. Are you sure you're ready? Grabe. Okay, here we go. First one. Wow. Some of you are saying, hello, hello. Some of you got so excited. Some of you are licking your lips. Some of you can already taste it. Okay, are you ready for the next one? Okay. People at the back, are you ready? Here we go. Whoa. I thought, it, I thought you would be, there'd be more excitement with this one. Because he is a hero in the Philippines, is he? That's only three of you. Is, is Manny a, a hero here? Galeng, galeng, sobra galeng. Somebody should have got excited and said, yeah. All right, next one. You ready? It's very quiet here. Very quiet. Let's look at the next one. You ready? Oh. Somebody is saying, oh, that's my year. I've got all his CDs. How many of you have heard him sing? Two of you. Okay. (laughs) All right. Here we go. This is a lovely church, but they're very responsive here tonight. Are you ready? (laughs) I I love people when they respond. It makes me excited to be here. All right. Next one. Are you ready? Wow. Wow, That's my house. (laughs) That's my house in my dreams. Man, look at you. I mean, people are like, wow, this is like Maganda. All right, you ready? Last one. All right, what is the point? This is the point. What was your response to what you saw? You see, the nice things, we were so excited. The hello, hello. I mean, everybody was, man, I think they wanted to place the order already. He was so excited with Manny Pacquiao. Everybody, there was such a positive response. You see, we often posit, there's a positive response to the nice things in life. But when we see other things, it is very, very quiet. When I put up those two pictures of two little boys or two little children begging and what happened in Taglopen, you see, the question is, How should we be responding? You see, Jesus had compassion to what he saw. He cares. When he saw, even though there was a crowd, he saw individual needs. He had compassion. I believe there are people here you don't have compassion. I believe there are people here that have been desensitized. I believe there are people who really couldn't care. But what can we do? You see, Jesus gave us the greatest commandment in the world. Greatest commandment. And I'm sure you all know it, found in Luke chapter 10, verse 27. It says, love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, and with all your mind, and love your neighbor as you love yourself. 
You see, friends, how can I have compassion for people? You see, my compassion for people comes from my love for God. You see, when I love God with all my heart, my soul, my mind, God gives me the love for people. Now, the word people and, 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 or, or the neighbor, who's your neighbor? Your neighbor is everybody you come into contact with. You see, the word, when you, when you love people, it doesn't say love rich people or love small people or big people or smelly people or people who don't have, haven't had a shower for a week. It means love people, everybody. You know what the word everybody means? Everybody. Everybody. You see, if you're alive today, you, f- you fall under the category of everybody. God, as I love God, God gives me the ability to love people. And then what I see, I am moved by what I see. You see, the Apostle Paul said to the Corinthian church, follow me as I follow the example of Christ. You see, we have to follow Jesus. We have to be imitators of Jesus. What Jesus did, we should be doing. Jesus had compassion. We should have compassion. You see, the reality of life, friends, is, is found in John 12, verse 8. It says, you will always have the poor among you. So don't think we can eradicate the poor. Because the Bible's clear, they will always be here. But the question is, are you moved with compassion? What moves you? What moves you? You see, friends, what you see or hear, does it move you to action? Does it move you to action? When you hear, when you hear on the news or you read in the newspaper that children are sold into slavery, these are helpless Children are sold into prostitution. These are helpless children that don't have a shepherd. When you read that on the news, what does it do to you? For the majority of people, they turn over the page. Because they think, I can't do anything. Friends, you can. We'll cover that next week. The question is, what moves you? What moves you into action? What I see, what I hear, I move to compassion. But the compassion's got to translate to action. You see, if it doesn't translate to action, it purely is a wonderful idea. There's got to be an outworking of the action. And so I just want to, in closing, in the next two hours, I'm only joking. Um, <laughs> Speak about ways to, to motivate compassion. You see, friends, when you look at compassion, it's got to be physical and intentional. You see, that's why there's got to be an action to what you feel and what you see. There's got to be a physical manifestation, an action, because sometimes people, all they do is pray. Now, there's nothing wrong with praying. Praying is sobregaleng. It's amazing. But faith without works is dead. 
We have to put works and action to what we see. Just some two examples in Exodus 3 verse 9. And now the cry of the Israelites has reached me. And I've seen the way the Egyptians are oppressing them. So now go, I send you to Pharaoh to bring my people, the Israelites, out of Egypt. What was happening is that God saw the Israelites that were harassed and helpless. God moved with compassion. He didn't say, oh, I only got compassion, but let them suffer. No, he had compassion and he said, I'm going to do something about it. I'm going to raise up a man like Moses and say, Moses, you go in and let my people go. Go in and bring deliverance to the Israelites. There was action to it. Another example in Luke chapter 19 verse 41. And yet Jesus, as he was approaching Jerusalem, saw the city. There once again is the word see. I saw something. And then there was a reaction, a response from Jesus. And in this particular situation, he wept over the city by what he saw. Friends, when you look at your city, what emotion comes to mind? When you look at your community, when you possibly look at family members that are in poverty, What emotion comes to mind? Or are you desensitized and you keep living and update your status and saying, I'm feeling blessed? You see, friends, I believe sometimes we have to look and have that compassion for our city. I believe if Jesus walked today, I'm not too sure if you'd be able to speak Tagalog, But if he walked today in your city, in this great city of Manila, what would he say? I believe he will have compassion because he sees the harassed and he sees the helplessness. But I believe also he will weep over your city. Secondly, spiritual. You see, friends, this is... Not only, this is, you know, if it's only about doing good works, then it, without the gospel of Jesus Christ, it's humanism. We have to bring the spiritual into our good works. We have to bring the spiritual as we feed the poor. You see, friends, the purpose of helping the poor is not to make them dependent, but to connect them to a personal relationship with Jesus Christ. That's what separates the church from all the other organizations. The other organizations will just feed and leave. I believe we as the church, we can feed and we can introduce them to Jesus Christ. We can say, let me tell you, as you're giving them a plate of food, let me tell you about my Savior and Lord, that He loves you so much. He cares for you. He died on the cross for you. Won't you surrender your life to Him? You see, friends, this is what it's all about, what Jesus did on the cross for each one of us. You see, friends, it's about being purposeful, intentional, but it's also being missional, spiritual, introducing them to the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords. Friends, what you see, what you hear, how does that affect you? 
I pray that we uh, as a people will never ever become desensitized and invisible. It will be there. I believe God is wanting us to make a difference because He cares. We care. We have to follow in the footsteps of Jesus. You know what? Let's imitate Christ in everything that we do. Amen. Remember to love the Lord your God with all your heart, your soul, and your mind. And love your neighbor as yourself. Let's truly love people. Amen. I'm going to ask you to stand and we're going to pray together. I'm going to ask you just to bow your head and close your eyes. You know, friends, for me, this is always the most important part of the service. And I believe the Holy Spirit wants to minister to people. I believe He wants to minister to you. And I want you to be open to what the Holy Spirit wants to do in your life right now. You know, friends, we read from the Scripture that Jesus was with the multitude he saw the helpless and the harassed and I believe right here this evening at Victory Alabang Jesus is right here and he looks across the crowd he knows every single one of you and I believe that he can see the helpless and the harassed right here There are people who don't know Jesus Christ as their personal Lord and Savior. There are people who once knew God have walked walked and drifted away. And I believe Jesus is calling you and saying, I am the good shepherd. Come and be part of my flock. Don't be harassed and helpless anymore. Jesus' hand is, is stretching out to you right now. He sees you. He knows you. And he's saying, will you take my hand and receive me as your Savior and Lord? Or if you've drifted from God and you've been just playing church and you come here week by week and God's not real to you, God sees it. He knows it. There's a tug on your heart. He's calling you to say, today is your day. Today is your day. I want you to respond. I want you to be bold and brave. Please be bold. Don't miss out on what God wants to do in your life. This is your moment. Jesus has compassion on you. For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son. God sacrificed his son for you. Will you respond? you respond and make right with him. We hope you were inspired by that message. For more podcasts, download the Victory Alabang app for Apple or Android devices. And for updates, do join us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Thank you and stay connected.